0: Hello, hello, and welcome to House of Low. I'm Lo, and I am on a mission to create safe spaces to help every single woman on this earth feel her power, live from her truth, find her magic, and discover a love for herself so deeply that it opens her up to love others, step into her purpose, and live life abundantly. I'm so excited you have found your way here. Thank you for joining me. Here we go. Today's tea is with my soul family, Perla. Perla is in the house. I'm here. I've mentioned you on so many podcasts, by the oh way. God. Like I'm like you. Perla. Perla, like shouting out. Perla. We're so connected, and I'm it's, such a it's funny because now here you are, thank God. And it's such an honor. Just to give everybody background, we're recording because. Perla and I and one of our other dear friends, Sucha, are hanging out tonight. And I was like, we gotta get this episode in yeah. while you're here, live in person. Yeah. So I'm honored to have you here, Perla.
1: It's an honor to be here. And to it's like a full circle moment too. It was full like circle meeting two years ago and now really being in a different place and standing in our power and mm-hmm. in different ways. It's like a beautiful opportunity to be here with you in this oh, moment. Thank you. I love you. I love you. It will be a love fest. Basically, disclaimer, this, it's going to be a love fest. Get ready. Yeah. You
0: will feel, feel high vibe yeah. after this. Cover. You're going to
1: feel the love. You're going to be infused with it too. That's and right. I mean, love is a part of nourishment. And yeah. that's what the topic is of the day is that's right. nourishment. That's so.
0: right. Yeah. So today's tea is on nourishment and what it means to nourish yourself, but also to experience relationships with nourishing soul family. I mean, Perla and I are soul family. We really are. We have been in many lives together and mm-hmm. this lifetime, a lot of it is about us co-creating and mm-hmm. collaborating and helping each other heal and being there for each other unconditionally. And the joy and love that I feel in our friendship and our connection there are no words for it. And so I just want to honor you. And I'm so grateful for everything you continue to teach me and everything that you bring me, because I would not be stepping into who I am without you.
1: So thank you. Oh my you. gosh. It's you. I'm just a reflection for sure, but I love you. Thank you for uh-huh. those words. I love you so much. Yeah. I feel like soul family is what that really like means to me is someone who makes you feel more like yourself someone who gives you permission yeah. to be fully you yes. someone who helps amplify love life yes. and makes you expand your perception of what's possible yeah. you know and I, you've done that for me in so many different ways in so many different dimensions of life mm-hmm. but like the abundance that you've helped me to embody in my own life mm-hmm. and the trust of people being just kind and generous, you mm-hmm. really do fully embody that energy. And it's been a huge inspiration in my life and in my work. Yeah. And that is soul family. Like that is That's that true. expanded awareness of yourself and seeing that in another and cheering each other on. Yes. And wanting to co-create, yes. and collaborate. And yes, through coming together and unifying in that way and those partnerships, were able to help other people uplift others in that relationship too and create these positive ripple effects that go out because individually we are so powerful, but collectively like we're revolutionary. Even when two or more come together, even just two, it's really powerful. So to find and connect with soul family has been with you. It's just been a very huge blessing in my life. So. We're
0: going to tell the story of how we met. Let's it's, do it. I can't wait. But yeah. before we do that, <laughs> I want you to give a little background on you, okay. what you are here to do, all about your business, mm-hmm. and and also I want you to talk about anything you're excited about right now.
1: Okay, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I have the floor. So, yes. <laughs> well, I'm Chef Perla, and I believe the energy of the food you eat translates into the energy of your life. Yeah, And that belief is the foundation for everything I do through Elevation Eating, which is my business. I have a personal chef business, mm-hmm. was a catering business before COVID, and COVID was a divine blessing in many ways for many of us. It was also a huge challenge in many ways for yes. all of us. And for that episode of my life, it helped push me into a space that is more, I would call my heart work. So going from catering into actually like curating eating experiences and working intimately with... And boy, do you do that. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. (laughs) I am very intentional about it, you know, and it shows Mm -hmm. and I think that's what resonates with people. Every detail. Yeah. It's a very thoughtful process, like aligning the energies to the experience. When that shift happened in my business, I really aligned with the kind of expectations for myself of calling in very specific people, thought leaders, paradigm shifters, game changers, people who give a fuck and people who are really making a difference in the community. And because that's how we're going to shift the planet. There's so much happening at so many different levels that we know this is not right. And yep. It's going to change from the grassroots, like the microcosm, the community. And then from there, we can hit the macrocosm, and that ripple effect will go out more and more. But those are the people I wanted to align with. I knew I wanted to support those people, their visions for how they wanted to show up in the world because events and getting together in person, as we know, is so powerful. And there's usually food that's a part of that process too. And especially like retreats in particular, that has been my kind of heart zone, mm-hmm. and where I found my heart work and my my niche. And it really feels like you can like... go deeper. Exactly, it's a space where, like, even one full day, three to five days, you get an opportunity to be in a safe container. And usually, I'm working with people who are doing wellness, yoga, yeah. breath work, meditation, right. getting in nature, plant medicine, like these tools that help you connect in a way that you are changed after those days. That's right. And it's, a, it's an energetic thing. It's a physical thing. It's a mental, it's an emotional. That's right. And all of that needs to be fueled with a certain kind of food, like something that's nourishing to the body, something that's going to support those shifts, those perception shifts, those energetic yes. shifts, all of that. So that is where I've found like my, just this deep passion of like helping people through that process and being able to come in and create nourishing food, but also create the experience that connects you with your food and connects you with your body and connects you to the moment in a more meaningful way, because we're so often so disconnected from our food. So disconnected. Yeah. Disconnected and from that's our what, bodies, that, disconnected from each other, everything. Yes. I love that your
0: company is called Elevation Eating. Mm-hmm. Talk about elevation and why you...
1: I rem- Yeah, I would like- love that. I remember for the longest time, like, because basically this came into fruition seven years ago mm-hmm. and it started... Because I got really sick at the time. I actually was going to school for sound engineering. I wanted to be a sound engineer for movies. And I was deeply in music. I played piano. And there came a point where I just started getting really sick. I started getting chronic infections. My skin just had these rashes. It was just very uncomfortable, really embarrassing. And I did the traditional Western route of going into doctor's appointments, trying to figure out what it was antibiotics and just nothing was really working and getting to the root cause. It was just a cycle that I was in going to the doctors, getting medicine. Yes. And basically from that place is where I said something has to change. And I'm lucky because my I have people in my life like my dad, who he is a cancer survivor. He was diagnosed with lymphoma before I was even born. Yes. And he was told that he would die if he didn't do chemotherapy. And he did one session of chemo and he had such a bad reaction to it that he knew there had to be a better way. And so his approach was going to do a macrobiotic diet, which is predominantly plant-based. There is some fish through that diet. And he did an Eastern approach, which is herbalism, acupuncture, and he healed himself naturally from cancer, which is a huge, it really is. And every time I hear it, I like, it's so powerful. And it's, it was his will to take the path that wasn't before him, you know, wasn't the traditional route. And he had that passion to heal himself naturally. Mm. I was raised basically a vegetarian, but I was a junk food vegetarian for the most part. So basically what happened is my immune system wasn't working properly. And he empowered me to make the connection with food and your body and your health. And through that, I realized, okay, if I eat better, I could probably start feeling better. And that's exactly what happened but I wanted it to taste better. So I was like, let me learn how to cook for myself because really I have no idea. So I dropped out of the sound program I was doing and I just went full on into a a plant-based culinary program. And Mm. I learned through that how to nourish myself and to heal naturally through food and treat food as medicine. And that was like the foundation. And that was seven, eight years ago. And then from there, I started cooking for myself. I started cooking, I was working retail at the time and I went into work. And my coworkers were all like, wow, I was bringing these like delicious, like mason jar meals, yes. like stacked, like imagine these like layers of like Lucky rainbow them. veggies. Uh-huh. Yeah. They were like, wow, that's beautiful. Like, can you teach me how to make that? Can like you make that for me? And I was like kind of taken aback that people wanted me to cook for them. Yeah. So then I started doing that. And then from there is how Elevation Eating just transformed into what it is today, starting with like a meal prep delivery. And at that point, it's just friends and family that I'm making these. Like I did these like three, five to 10 day cleanses of just like juicing and clean eating, very therapeutic cooking, very little oil, very high in like nutrient density. And I would deliver these packages. And then from there, I started going to events because I wanted to really, I had cleared my physical health, but I wanted to start deepening my spiritual practice. At the time I was living in the Bay and I was finding these Mm. areas that I could kind of go into. And I found this like, dance embodiment class that I went to. And at the end of it, I was so moved by it. And I was like, I want to make food for like snacks or something for this group. And I went up to the facilitator and I was like, would you want snacks, like clean little light bites for like the end of class? And she was like, yeah, I would love that. And then, so that's where it started moving into like events where I was supporting with food. Wow. These, like, I didn't know that. Events. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing that was a big shift. Start. And that was like, right before I moved from the Bay to San Diego. So when I moved to San Diego, five, six years ago, I knew that's what I wanted to do. It was like events. And then that's how it evolved into like catering company, evolved into these grazing spreads. I do these oh, epic grazing tables. Whoop, yeah, they are <laughs> epic. They're pretty epic. epic. They're pretty cool. It's like, it's my like, favorite a, word. <laughs> it's like a plant-based charcuterie. Yes. And it's cool because it's like There's all the things, there's the variety of colors, the textures, the sweet, the savory, the chocolates, the crackers, the cheeses, all the different things you would want. And it was such a like empowering moment in my life knowing like, whoa, because it was going really well. Doing these events for like 100, 200 people. And then the event happened and COVID came in and it made me really have to reevaluate what I was going to do because there's no events happening at that point. So I ended up going to do grazing boxes where they were deliverable. And then from there I started realizing, well, what about intimate settings where people? Cause people are still getting together just in smaller numbers and maybe doing more inner. I mean, a lot of us went into like some deep inner work during that phase of that year or two. So I recognized that. And I went into those spaces and fed people in that way. And basically that's been like the evolution of elevation eating. And wow. the whole time it's always been thinking about, using elevated ingredients to elevate consciousness. And when I say elevated ingredients, that means like high quality, nutrient dense, locally sourced, locally sourced intentionally crafted. So that has always been the undertone of elevation eating, but it's been these iterations that yeah, has like right. gotten me to this place. And now I feel, and it's all, we're always evolving, but this is like the work for me right now. The hard work is like these spaces where we can make these tangible impacts in the community and me supporting that. Yes. Yeah.
0: One of the, thank you
1: for that. Yeah, I know. Thank you. It's a mouthful, thank you for listening. For your
0: next event or retreat. I'm here for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm here to support.
0: Elevationeating.com.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Shameless plug. Thank you. Make sure we plug that in because,
0: so to give a little background, Perla and I met well, first of all, let's at actually at tell. A treat. Let's tell what well, we did. But we, yeah. I saw. Oh, you. Yeah. I saw you before Ooh. you saw me. Yeah. Wow. No. So literally four years ago, I was about to start a new job, mm-hmm. and I was about to work remote for the first time at this co-working space downtown here. And right before that, I went to an event at a different co-working space. I was looking at all different ones, mm-hmm. and I went to an International Women's Day event, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's just so wild. This is 2018. So wild. And I'm at the event. And then at the end of the panel, it was a bunch of women talking. They were awesome. At the end of the panel, it was like time to direct us to the food. Mm-hmm. And you were catering. it. Mm-hmm. I just remember this table of not even just the food itself, but the way it was plated mm-hmm. and the way it was set up, it was elevated. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like a and I just remember your name, Perla. I mm-hmm. remember Chef Perla. Mm-hmm. And you spoke and I remember the way you introduced it and mm-hmm. your energy was so magical. But I was of course like in the back, just like, you know, I wasn't quite <laughs> out there these then. And I was just watching and I remember being I remember feeling connected to you, but I had no idea any of this stuff. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know what all this was spiritually and all mm-hmm. that. So but I just remember being like, hmm well, almost three years later. Well,
1: can I say like really quick it. that that was my first big table. So oh, it's really beautiful. That's wild. Yeah, I was there. You were there. Wow. That long. Yeah. That was the table that made, I was like, whoa, I can do this. Like it was very shortly after I had yeah. moved to San Diego and I was thinking, how can I create something like very big, very abundant, very mm, beautiful, very yes. nourishing. And that was what Had come from that was these grazing tables, and that was the first one that was kind of like a catalyst into me doing that work. I'm so happy to so, wow. witness that! Yeah, because
0: it, I will tell you, watching you, it looked like you've been doing it for decades. Wow, thank so, you. But what I want to tell everybody, and just how the magic of life manifests, is you and I were always gonna meet. Mm-hmm. I want to like drive this home. Mm-hmm. We were always gonna meet, we were in each other's fields, mm-hmm. and we have a soul contract. Mm -hmm. I wanted to find that for people. Mm -hmm. Soul contracts means that you incarnate with certain people, certain souls, that they're going to activate a lot in you. Mm -hmm. Some it's for a long period of time, some it's for short, but all the people that have ever had any meaning in your life, even the people that it's been hard or it's been incredibly blissful, it's a soul contract. Mm -hmm. And this is the magic of life. Like You and I were always going to meet at the perfect divine time. And we did Mm -hmm. because for whatever reason, I saw you one time at an event mm-hmm. that planted some seed in my subconscious. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, three years later, my coach at the time was curating a retreat at this mansion in La Jolla. <laughs> so beautiful. It was insane. <laughs> and I went to it. Day one, like I just arrived. I'm sitting on the couch. I was like journaling and I was like settling into the space. And <laughs> you walked in and nobody was there yet. It was just like me and Amy. Shout out to Amy. Love you.
1: She's amazing.
0: Yeah. And I remember turning my head. (laughs) I turned my head and I didn't even know you were Mm catering. I didn't even know anything about you being the caterer, like you being the chef. Like I didn't know Mm -hmm. any of it. Mm -hmm. Turned my head and I went, Perla?
1: Yeah, like like I'll never
0: forget it. It was such a trippy moment
1: for me. That moment, seeing you turn, because like I walk in to like paint the picture for people. I walk into this literal mansion, and ahead of me is this beautiful window, like a whole wall that's just glass. You can see the ocean overlooking yeah. and there's like a, a deep set couch right in front of that window and yes. you were sitting. So your back was actually like facing me as I walked through the front door. And that image of you turning around and saying that will forever be in my mind because oh my it God. felt like a true it was divine insane. moment of like kindred spirits coming and reunifying. And I came in with like a tote full of stuff because I'm carrying all my supplies in for the retreat. And immediately you were like, let me help you. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm never, I'm always like, I don't want to, I mean, that's my thing. I got to ask for more help, but I, I was like, no, 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 I don't need help. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Like keep doing you. And you're like, no, absolutely not. Like I'm going to help you. Like I come from a background of caterers. I know how much work it is. Oh yeah." And you were my angel throughout that whole. Cause I was actually going through a really hard time with a loss in my life. And it was a beautiful thing to be there during the retreat because it kind of like the healthy distraction in a way, and was also healing because of the relationships that I was fostering there. And you were like my supporter my angel throughout that. So yeah. Thank you. We were always
0: going to meet right around that time. Mm -hmm. That was like the connection. And this is what is powerful about soul family. It's like, I recognized you. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, duh, Perla, but I didn't even know you. It's Mm -hmm. just so interesting. And I, it's still like blows my mind to this day. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I knew you. And then I was like, wait, how do I even remember her name? This Mm -hmm. is the stuff that is the magic of life and Mm -hmm. like the mystery of life. But we hear this term like soul family, soul family. What does that mean? Soul family. I use it a lot. And I want people to know what, and this can mean different things to different people. But ultimately there are certain people that are going to come into your life and they know you at a soul level Mm -hmm. and they are going to be there for you As if they were your family in a style of relationship that we think is only reserved for family of origin, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people are born into families that are not nourishing for them. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people during this time you know, the energy of the planet are finding more of their soul family. We're in 2022, like we're all recreating what it means to be in relationship with another. Friendships, collaborations, romantic, Mm -hmm. family, mother, daughter, father, son, Mm -hmm. like it's all getting redefined. Mm -hmm. And I love this concept. Everybody talks about conscious relationship, but we don't realize how difficult that is because we're unlearning conditioning about relationships and obligation and all of that at a level that is so deep and intense. I mean, 2022 alone, there's been so many relationships that have come together that seemingly out of nowhere and relationships that are falling apart because mm-hmm. our relationships are where the deepest stuff comes, Absolutely. you know. And through our connection and our friendship, I see what is possible when we actually are with our soul family. Mm-hmm. It's like this relationship that can span personal and business and creative and expansion and someone that can be with you through the, all the evolutions of how we're going to change.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. We're
0: also obsessed with like the length of a relationship, but there are relationships that come for a season and some that are for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is because people can't handle the fact that we change. Mm-hmm. And that's why they leave our lives or we leave theirs. It's like, I don't like that you changed. Mm-hmm. You're not serving me anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not making me feel a certain way. You're bringing up a lot of stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Like, relationships are our deepest learning landscape and it, it trigger the hell out of us. Yeah. But for us, like there's none of that because we just see each other so deeply. Mm-hmm. And I have about five of these relationships in my life. Mm-hmm. And the more time goes on and the more I evolve so quick, and I know how you are, like you have evolved so much mm-hmm. and you're st- we're still in each other's lives.
1: Yeah. It's a deep connection. This
0: is soul family. Yeah, Talk to me about like what you think about all that and like your experience I would, Yeah. That.
1: I was thinking how I defined what Soul Family kind of meant for me earlier, but like yeah. specifically even just to use you as an example, when we get together, when I am in, like even right now, like I feel like my frequency gets heightened. Like I feel same, same. lighter. I feel... Like I am being supported in a way that's like effortless, even just like having conversations, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, that is a feeling and everything you can break down into a frequency or a vibration. It's funny because when I started my path, I was going to school for sound healing and Mm -hmm. sound is vibration. So essentially I was going to school for studying vibration. So now it's funny that I came into the path of like the culinary world because it's like I can apply those ideas of what frequency is to food and Mm, to bring it back to like in a soul family, when you have that person in your life that feels like soul family, it's a frequency thing. It's a ability for you guys to effortlessly be able to take each other to an elevated frequency. I mean, even thinking about when you feel lonely or you feel alone or you're in those low energies of feeling despair or depression, you know, it's, yes. it feels heavy. It feels like right. a weight. And it's because those vibratory emanations that, cause everything's electromagnetic, yes. if you can, you can actually measure it. They're very long and slow rolling. They're called sine waves. So yes. you can imagine kind of like a wave almost, but these elevated frequencies that you feel when you're with someone you love and someone's uplifting you, these f- feelings of joy and gratitude and appreciation and abundance. These energies are quick rolling mm-hmm. sine waves. So it's actually happening wow, I at a, know that. Yeah, at a heightened Like people say like, oh yeah, good vibes. Like high in your frequency. But it's like, it's an actual thing you can measure. Tangible. Yeah. So when of I'm Of course, despair you, feels like, ugh. Heavy. But joy is like, oh. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. You it's can like, feel it in your and body.
0: And it is fast. I just talked about joy this week. Like uh-huh. it is kind of a fast...
1: It feels it's a good. burst, you know, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And that is basically how I feel when I'm with you. Like mm. I will leave here same. being able to ride the wave yes, of elevated same. frequencies. And that's what we all need more of in our yes, lives. Because it's so, if we were to take the collective at where we're at, there's just so much suffering and so much, it's just, there's too much of it. And we are needing to come together with more people our soul family and we are we're we are reconnecting with them more and more at an accelerated rate now and I believe it is because like we are going to shift the energy of the planet together because it's through moving through fear to love it's yeah. going from that transition and when you do that alone yeah exactly and when you're with relationship that feels like kindred spirit soul family soul ties and whether that is a friendship a partner like a family member anything, that takes us to that elevated frequency. And that is what helps aid the planet and the community.
0: Oh, it's so beautifully said. Thank you. Mm -hmm. One thing that I think is really important with a lot of the soul family that are coming together now is we're not just meant to have like, just the traditional, like, oh, you're my friend. You're in that bucket. A lot of soul family is coming together right now to Mm -hmm. Mm co-create. Let's talk about the co-creation because Perla and I have done it, <laughs> <laughs> and it's been epic. Epic. Been... We have Perla has co-created with me on our events, Abundance Activated, mm-hmm. which we've done three of them now, mm-hmm. and there will be more. But I mean, that process for me—I'll just speak on my. I really want to hear your mm-hmm. your perspective. For me, it was first of all seamless, mm-hmm. and I had to ask myself why. Yeah, because if I just had any chef like. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be seamless. I think I would not trust them. Mm -hmm. Hey, I would sort of wonder like, like, let me be more involved because we have this foundation of being soul family. Mm -hmm. We came together. We both like oddly saw the vision without even talking much about it. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you do your thing. I do my thing. And we come together and it's magic. Yeah, absolutely. And I see this being the future of the planet. I Mm -hmm. see this being how real change gets rooted down from some of the darkest issues Mm -hmm. our society faces Mm -hmm. to some of the simplest things that we want to solve. Mm -hmm. I really think that from my perspective, co-creating with you, it was like our gifts could be fully merged to Mm -hmm. create something that had never been created before because the event we did there is no event like that. There it it is doesn't exist, so and it's because we had that like this like bedrock of trust. Yeah, and that was my experience. People would be like, "God, you don't even seem stressed about this event you have coming up." Mm-hmm. Like even your first one, I'm like, "Yeah," because of who I'm co creating it with.
1: Yeah, the support was very real, and I would love to talk about what the event flow looked like. But before that, yeah, I think a part of what makes that co creation very powerful is a couple things. One, soul family. The people that are, I think, considered, like, in my soul family, how I would define is, like, we share very similar values and ethics about our approach to life and what our purpose is and how we want to be of service. So I think that is, like, a pillar of why, a part of why it was easy and effortless and was so in alignment. And the other part is, like, we really are coming from such a heart-centered place, and we both really care a lot about how something lands and really, like, impacting And making the biggest difference we can and nourishing people essentially nourishing people through the food that was offered at the event. Yes. And also nourishing whole process nourishing someone's ability to believe that abundance is possible. Like Uh that's really powerful. So I think those two are just like foundational reasons why it flowed the way it flowed. And there's just so much like synergy between us that it really was just it's like a match made in heaven.
0: Oh my God. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, creatives, they're looking for Co creators, right? They're looking for collaborators. Mm -hmm. Partly what I want to inspire people from our conversation today to do is to intentionally think about what it would look like to manifest in more of your soul family because they're out there. Mm -hmm. But we have to be a match for each other, like anything else. We have to be a vibrational match to come together. I think the universe will help us along. Like it's time for Lauren and Pearl to meet now. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's like there is so much that is to be said about. For me, I would have probably never met you if I didn't let go of certain friendships yeah. that needed to go mm-hmm. to create the space for you. Right. But even as an entrepreneur, as a highly creative being, and I know you're the same, I don't feel safe to just co-create with anybody.
1: Yeah, there's definitely
0: because a there's level. the values piece and the impact, and do they really care? Yeah, exactly. And a lot of a people, little bit's
1: releasing control too. Well, it's it is. your event, so it it's is. like, but of I course. trust you enough to release the control. To but as far as I'm concerned,
0: that event was like co-created with both of us. it was. It's like, it's both of our events, you know? Yeah, and I think you. the energy of anything we do in our work is so important, like the energy behind it. Mm-hmm. And I just saw in our project, there will be many more, but I saw what's possible, mm-hmm. you know? We
1: were just talking today about the stories of people and that was maybe four months ago, would you say it was the first abundance activated event? 30 people or so attended and I mean, even through that event, the soul family that I found through that event is really incredible. To use your phrase, the ripple effect, I love how you always point out like everything has a ripple effect. Absolutely. It's because our choices are powerful. And like, I think we underestimate the power that we have as individuals because our choices compound from the smallest choice every day, daily, and it's compounding every single day. And that's going to impact in so many different ways, really beyond your comprehension. So especially like in Finding Soul Family and co-creators and collaborators, it amplifies the ripple effects because you're yes. amplifying energy because it's instead of one, there's two of you. So Absolutely. that flow of that event was really impactful for me, not just as a facilitator, because I made a beautiful, I think I, yeah, I did a beautiful grazing spread. Everyone's been different. We've actually channeled depending on the, the, I yeah. know. <laughs> so depending on the topic. We yes. actually like kind of like, that's my particular process when doing transformational events is I will sit with what the content is of the event I sat with you, got what your vision was. And then I I literally meditate on it and I see, okay, well, what for the very first first one, it was like, okay, what ingredient embodies abundance? And the first thing that came to my mind was, okay, honey, like the bee, the pollinator of life. And so I did a beautiful grazing table, but then we also did... Also seasonality is important and it was fall. So I made like a really beautiful like vegan carrot cake and I made like a vanilla cashew cheese frosting and I put honeycomb, dripped in honey on top of it. And the eating activation, Lauren did her beautiful breakdown of the abundance of what that means, how to embody it and actually like the exercise of, filling out the affirmation of calling in the exact numbers that you want to come into your life. And we literally infused those intent. Everyone came up with their own recipe or formula of what that meant for them and what abundance they were calling into their life. And we all closed our eyes. We went into meditation. We felt gratitude in our hearts. We felt that intention, and we literally infused that into the carrot cake bite, and then took that into our bodies. And it was so powerful because I can feel when people, yeah, (laughs) crying emoji, just like so beautiful. I can feel when people drop in, like because I do these. I call them food activations, and that particular group dropped in so quickly. It felt very tangible. It was like they were like. Oh, yeah, this doesn't freak me out at all. yeah, no, it was, which very is why natural
0: we, we've been saying and preaching that abundance is our natural state. Mm. We're just kind of walking our way back home to mm-hmm. it. you know mm-hmm. And the truth is, we just talked about multiple people we've met who started their own businesses since then. Mm-hmm. one of our friends recently, and she talked to me recently about how her life shifted after that event. Mm-hmm. It shifted. And I thought, wow. And the thing is is, if you and I co-created that event because of our passion and our gifts and what we really wanted, and it rippled to have two women start their own business and leave their job, that's enough for me. I don't need to do Like I'm trying to challenge myself to think about the fullness of what I put out, not just putting out more, more, more. I'm Mm -hmm. not getting caught up in that. Mm -hmm. That is a trap Mm -hmm. of scarcity. The more I work, The harder I work, what is hard work? This Mm -hmm. is my question for everyone. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to work hard? Mm -hmm. 12 hours a day, 14 hours, seven days a week? What is it? Is it until you get sick that it's like, Mm -hmm. you can rest now. Mm -hmm. I think that co-creating together, we can call in money and experience also at the same time, a very soul satisfying, creative project. Mm -hmm. You need evidence that that can exist at the same time.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of the times, even like in working with you specifically, I didn't realize I needed evidence of what abundance looked like because Mm -hmm. my definition of what was possible Mm -hmm. is totally different after we became friends. And I saw how you walked in life. And I was like, whoa, that is what abundance is embodied, you know? And before meeting you, I didn't believe certain things are possible. Like I'm the one who's fallen into that trap. Like many of us have like, I have to be very productive in order to deserve rest yes. and like to feel worthy of being able to take a break. Yes. And like, that is a scarcity thinking yes. That that is a form of scarcity thinking. And it required me going into that workshop to even I was facilitating, I was also learning so much in that. And I credit the workshop we've done three since then, but that was a catalyst for me to realize what was possible in my own life. And it was that me too moment because money is such a taboo topic or finances or abundance in general. Especially with women. Yeah. And being in a space where people felt not just vulnerable enough to talk to each other, but like without judgment, it was a very beautiful place to be able to share these stories and just have that me too moment of, oh, okay, I'm not alone. And also this is possible. Like all these numbers that, a year ago, I thought would be very lofty and crazy. It's like, no, I'm, I'm doing that now. Those are the numbers I'm hitting now. So, oh, if that's possible, then what's next? And I also credit the fact of that flow coming into our lives because it's from a heart-centered place and it's not from an ego place. If right. I want to accumulate, that's old paradigm. It's no, it's in a place from creating enough to supply what we need to live and yes. then giving out the rest in, mm. in different forms and different formats. That's right. And Allowing all of us to be a part of the abundant mindset and believing that we can distribute that into the world.
0: I love that you said the word enough. Mm -hmm. As you know, I'm making some big changes in my life and I'm really having to reflect on what is enough. I just did another episode talking about how enlightenment over material achievement. Mm -hmm. Like I seek enlightenment ultimately Mm -hmm. because there's only so much we really need. And even from a desire perspective, there's only so much we really can hold, even if we desire it. And we know the stories of people that are millionaires, that it's still not enough. Mm -hmm. Billionaires. Because what are they chasing? Something within themselves that's broken Mm -hmm. and empty, Mm -hmm. that they have not cracked the code on yet. And for me, abundance is about enough in any given moment. And a lot of the breakthroughs we all had at that event was realizing what we do have enough of Mm -hmm. now. And that it starts there. And that's how we can open up to receive more. So I just love that you brought up the word enough because Mm -hmm. I think that is such an important word because right now we live in a culture of more. Mm -hmm. And I pray it shifts to a culture of enough. Yeah. Because even the word enough, it reflects to, are we enough? Yeah, we are enough. Yeah, absolutely. We are enough as we are, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that is such a direct correlation to embodying abundance, do I feel
1: enough? Mm-hmm. Really powerful. Yeah.
0: Talk to me about your nourishment mm. as part of your life. I know we just talked about this. Yeah. Like we talk about, you know, we get in states too, where we neglect ourselves, even still, like we learn all this stuff and it's still hard to, it's still easy to slip into old yeah, patterns definitely. or the lesson comes up again and again for deeper expansion mm-hmm. and then an higher, Levels of it. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about what's on your mind when it comes to nourishment, because I think one of the things that we do for each other is we nourish each other. And I think that's where it's like, it's the holy grail to have nourishing soul family, but we still have to focus on equally how we're creating nourishment for ourselves. Yeah. Talk to me about that.
1: Well, I've done a practice over the last couple of years. I know you've done also one of the things we've bonded on over is this idea of instead of chasing goals, take the chasing out of it and get clear on your core desired feelings. Like yeah. how do you want to feel where your core values and instead of going and setting goals to chase, just figure out how you want to feel and then create your activities and quote unquote goals around that. And for the longest time, it's been years now, one of my core values and one of my core feelings that I want to feel is nourishment. Yeah. And that is a two way street because through my work, I'm nourishing people, but it's also something that I need to feel nourished also. Well, right. You, yeah. yeah. Cause I need to get from overflow. And for me, nourishment has been a challenge on my end from a personal standpoint, because I'm, and this is a very common thing as a woman too, is like we give and we give and we give, and maybe we don't rest enough and really fill up our cups. So that's something that has been a lesson that I have kind of met a couple times in the last, since I've started this work, maybe even before. But for me right now, as I'm redefining what that looks like, what nourishment looks like for me, even wanting to even deepen my practice even more for myself personally, I know that that is going to be an extension and be reflected in my business also. So finding these nourishing practices. So for me, the number one thing that I find flow and where I find like my deepest divine connection, my form of nourishment is honestly, it's a formula of movement, dance, and cannabis. Yep. <laughs> Not always, but that's definitely oh, yes. a core part yeah. of like I've noticed when that's in the formula, I hit this space of just gratitude, oh divine love, the point where you're just crying over just yes. like, I'm so grateful for what's so in my empowering. life right now. Yeah. yeah. And meditation and breath work. So those are the the five things in my formula mm, that I practice. And it's something that fills me up and reminds me of like what's important.
0: And that you are a being of love. Mm. You can connect with that vibration. Mm -hmm. How could you ever create or channel in Elevation Eating if you don't yourself connect with the fact that you are like you're made of the divine?
1: Right. We are creators, you know, created in the... From the creator. Right. Exactly.
0: I know that's taking you time to come to that ritual for yourself. Do you find that you want to experiment with new ways of like play with new ways of nourishing yourself or how you nourish yourself or where. Yeah, you know?
1: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. i found also that like, there's some non-negotiables that I have to do mm-hmm. on a daily in order to feel nourished that actually there are some that have to do with food and there's some that don't have to do with food. Mm-hmm. So one is meditating. I felt this strong urge when I, I was just leaving high school, just entering college. And it was such a weird thing. I feel like meditation called me. Like it yeah. like was And it wasn't anything that was like in my life. There wasn't like parents didn't really talk about it too much or like it just was came into my awareness and I felt this strong pull to do it. And ever since then, I've had like times where I practice in a very devoted way and then other times where I totally don't do it at all. So these seasons have come and gone in my life, but I found recently that it is a non-negotiable. It has to be non-negotiable. So for me, nourishing is like a meditation practice. For me, it's 30 minutes a day, non-negotiable. It could be in the morning or at night, but it has to be like on a daily for me to stay calibrated and connected. And then for nourishing practices, what's worked for me right now, I'm in a process of creating a daily ritual. That's Because we change different seasons, different parts, different chapters of life that we are in. We'll need different things and being adaptable and flexible. So right now I'm in the process of trying new things to see what's going to work for me and support. So now I know what's worked for me in the past is like a very nourishing drink first thing in the morning, whether that's even just water with lemon or a hot tea. I'm a tea drinker. I love tea. obsessed. I love chai. I love green tea. So there are thousands of options you can choose from to nourish yourself intuitively kind of just guided because those are plants are medicine and the the herbs can just really elevate our immune system. And so a nourishing drink in the morning, whether that's lemon water, tea, or uh, during the summer, a green smoothie, maybe. And that meditation and that breath work are usually really good things to start the day with. And it's something that you don't want to, I mean, it could be an hour long process or it could be 30 minutes. Like it might change each day, but as long as I get those things in, it really helps me to feel like I'm nourishing myself and I'm honoring my body temple by taking care of it. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm I love it. Even just talking about it. I know as humans, we feel, because I am guilty of this, of like getting up and wanting to dive into the emails or dive into the social media of Instagram, especially as like a business owner and entrepreneur or just diving into the to-do list. And it's for me, it's like, no, it's so easy to do that, but it's so much more important to set the energy's right for the day and nourish myself first right. before we can go and like pour into the world and That's pour right. into others
0: that is it i think we're all searching for things that make us feel not so heavy mm-hmm. that make us feel lighter that don't feel like a burden and the way we nourish ourselves in the day to day whether it's through ritual or practice is where that starts i could experiment with a day where i jump right into emails or a day where I start out with easing into the day by getting up an hour earlier and mm. having like a two hour from end to end, like going for an hour walk and having a whole spiritual practice before that.
1: It's like I'm a yeah. totally different person. Truly, walking, that's a good point too, like nature walk or journaling. Yeah. yeah, all good things for nature. I find artists. that
0: when I walk first thing in the morning, I am not stressed or triggered by things that might if I didn't
1: yeah, throughout definitely. the day. It's like re-regulating your nervous system. And I think it moves energy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. From like a food standpoint, like let's say I'm feeling out of alignment and I'm feeling like, oh, I need a little extra nourishment or had a really exhausting day and I know I need to support my body with foods. Like my go-tos, probably the number one thing. And I think a lot of people, if you think about like childhood, this just makes sense. But like a nourishing soup, like stock, like a veggie stock Mm. or even... I've been learning about bone broth and the ancestry of around that of healing. I mean, that's part of why when you're kids, you know, a lot of the time you eat chicken noodle soup kind of thing, you know? So for me, the plants are like the biggest healers, but I respect also like the animals and indigenous ways of honoring the animal after a hunt and using all the parts and using it to nourish through the collagen and the Mm -hmm. bones. So a soup in whatever format you feel is the most nourishing for you. Uh, Base of lots of veggies like celery, carrots, onion. You can Mm. put superfoods in there like ashwagandha root or ginger or turmeric. Like there's so many different things you can put in a stock pot and boil. And then you're just drinking like pure nutrients and pure life energy. One thing that I believe my food. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's it's really uh, the word for it is like I like to use vital life force energy. It's really powerful because even when I, my one liner, you know, that I use is like, I believe the energy of the food you eat translates into the energy of your life. And if you think of food in its whole form versus processed food, because like I can hold an orange here in one hand and then in another hand, I could hold like an orange muffin or a cookie, right? So the orange obviously is full of vital life force energy from the sun. It was nourished by the planet, the soil, the minerals, water. It was tended to by people growing it. Plants are the best examples of how you can turn light into energy because of photosynthesis. Uh-huh. And then we, they're holding that light energy and we can then take that into our bodies. So yeah, so that's what I mean by like the energy of the food you eat literally is translating into your life. So opting for whole foods versus these dead processed foods, it's truly poison. They're convenience foods. Adapted to our fast that's right. culture, that's right. productive enslavement society, yep. really. So, the more we can eat whole foods and the stock, the soup example is such a good way to get a lot of nutrient and a lot of life force in. I love
0: that example.
1: Yeah, that's, you're right.
0: It's packed with it, but it's super light too.
1: Yeah, it, it's light out. on the digestion. You're able to like absorb.
0: That's one. One of the most fascinating revelations for me is even like vitamins and like half the time our body can't even absorb the things we're eating and the nutrients from them, which is something that's unique to everyone depending Mm -hmm. on your genetics. But I think what's amazing is things like broth and like you said, going to the source, like Mm -hmm. eating an orange versus even orange juice. Yeah, you know, And just our body's going to absorb the actual organic nutrients that those foods hold Mm -hmm. when we start with the wholest version of it.
1: It's also like, us aligning with we are organic beings and we are nature we're an extension of it so it makes sense for us to also eat nature you know versus these things that are marketed as foods but they're not you look at the ingredients list and you don't understand half of it or there's coloring or there's literal poison in it and that's what we're putting into our bodies so the issue with not being able to absorb a lot of the foods a good detox before you maybe shift into eating cleaner is good to help clear out the channels so you can actually absorb it. Or like I said, the stock, things are that are easily absorbed like liquids. That's why juicing can be powerful in green juices, smoothies, and you can retain the fiber. And every bite you take is an opportunity to nourish yourself. So just being more conscious, yes. Being more conscious in your consumption is like my... When I get on my soapbox is like just teach us to slow down. Yeah. The mindful really eating. Feel it mm-hmm. on your tongue,
0: feel it dripping. I always love when you narrate <laughs> the events, you narrate right. our food experience. And we're like, oh yeah, it does drip down my right. tongue. Yeah. It's
1: very sensual. The
0: whole experience. Like, thank you.
1: Yeah. Nourishment is also about pleasure, you know. Yeah. So it's also like taking our time. Like yeah. Pleasure can't come taking
0: from anything that we rush.
1: Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I really love that. Yeah. So that is another thing to use to nourish yourself, but just being conscious of what you're putting into your body and trying to eat more whole foods. And the last thing I would say about nourishing is eating the rainbow. Like making sure I like to count colors, not calories, and just being aware that like a variety. Oh, yeah, it's another one. Yeah, <laughs> little. like Yeah, there you go. Little cutesy phrase that really puts it in perspective because like a lot of different variety of colored vegetables, fruits they offer different vitamins and nutrients. So being aware that if you eat the same thing, let's say take kale or spinach as an example, if you eat those two greens like a couple times a week for like the whole year, I mean, that's, you know, I'm happy you're eating your greens, but you need to rotate your greens because we can't just rely on one particular right. food because we're getting the same nutrients. We have to, that's why eating the rainbow, eating variety of things so that we're getting different nutrients into our body. That's what nourishment is about.
0: Thank you for, you've taught. Us mm. All on this episode, a lot. Mm. I know everyone listening is learning a lot from you, so thank you for sharing your magic with us. I'm so grateful. I, it's funny. I just gave Perla an oracle deck right before we started recording, called "The Secret Language of Light," and oh, that's I went in the called? other room for oh a second. Gosh. Yes, the secret wow. language of light. I love it. And i I went in the other room, and she started playing with it herself, and she pulled the Soul Family card. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. That's yeah. the secret magic of our universe. Yeah. Like synchronicity. I preach this constantly. I really think that everyone thinks synchronicity is just like a cherry on top of life or like, oh, it happens sometimes. But you and I experience like synchronicity is life. Mm -hmm. It's not a, some people experience it, some people don't. And I just love that that is the card you pulled. And we had just said, this is what we wanted to talk yeah. about on the podcast. I mean, it's
1: here sitting in front of us it's right, right now. And not only did I pull it, it jumped. It was it a, jumped. like when you're in tarot or your yeah. cards, like when you're going through and you're picking one, you know, you set your intention, you align the energy. And then sometimes you're like shuffling the deck and one literally jumps out of the deck and sure. you call it a jumper. And yes. this was a jumper. It was like, oh, yep, this is what you're going to be talking about today. I also want to ask on the note of soul family. Earlier, you said you felt like you had to clear out a lot in your life in mm-hmm. order to make space for your soul family to come in. Was there anything else you felt like needed to happen in order to attract soul family into your life because for me when I was in that transition of moving from the bay into San Diego I felt Ooh. like I didn't have community that was the one thing I yes. felt like I didn't have and I I literally I wrote it down I want to call this in I want to meet with like minds who want to help people like I literally wrote it down I literally visualized meeting people mm-hmm. and then it happened and I would say I mean not to put like a timeline on it, but it happened fairly quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's
0: powerful. I think what activated me meeting so many people in my soul family in the last three years, mainly in the last two, is me becoming and honoring more of the spiritual being I am. Mm. Because when we are not being the truest version of ourselves, we will attract in people that usually Are not good for us. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that can expand us in different ways, but I have noticed a huge evolution in who I meet and soul family because I stepped more into who I really am. Mm. Yes. And then started talking about it openly. Like what we talk about is how we attract in people too. Like I would talk and be join events and go to circles and talk openly about my spiritual journey and abundance and all of a sudden I was meeting people that it wasn't like a, what do you mean by abundance? They were like, oh yeah, abundance. Yeah, like, This is what I mean. Like It's just, I think for me, you know, the circle that we end up having in our lives of people that we feel truly seen with is small. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's about the more, the better. Mm-hmm. But now that you and I have our connection and our friendship, this is the baseline for me. Like, mm-hmm. Anything below this does not enter my my life anymore. Mm It does not enter my field anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think we get more and more discerning with people because a lot of times when we're not being our truest selves, we'll just be friends with anybody. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is from that loneliness and that place of like feeling incomplete and not whole and Mm -hmm. unworthy and we overgive. And there's a lot of energetics between people that is not healthy. Mm -hmm. There's people that can be, I've had a lot of friendship heartbreaks in my life. It's really it's painful stuff for me, people that, you know, everybody's a mirror in a lot of ways. So there was always lessons there, but it's like, now the universe has shown you and I with our friendship, like this is what Mm -hmm. a healthy, Mm -hmm. deep friendship and connection looks like. And now we get to call that in, but we also get to regard it as sacred Mm -hmm. and then it won't be with everyone like it's just not the purpose of every connection we have in our lives. Mm -hmm. I would argue you have like a very deep connection with your husband. Mm -hmm. Like you have that deep soul connection with him. And you you guys have been together through so many years of evolution, Mm -hmm. which is so beautiful and powerful. And I think a lot of people are seeking like all these connections and it's like having just five, like three to five like that in your life. Can fill you up yeah. more than t- a group of 20 friends ever could.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For example, you know, yeah.
0: back to the enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, when
0: is it enough? Like, do we cherish the connections we have in our lives? And I think you and Sucha and Teal mm-hmm. and my friend Diane, mm-hmm. like, you just show me what's possible, mm-hmm. you know, in connection. My friend Justina, like, these are deep. It is like overwhelming. My friend Morgan, I think about too, who's seen me evolve so much. And it's like, wow everybody's still
1: here Mm, so beautiful thank you for relaying all that and I feel the same way about you and it's interesting to bring up to the idea of like bringing up like my husband and it's like I've been with him for so long more than a decade and (laughs) I love Love him him. so much and it's interesting because it doesn't have to be like your your love relationship it could be a friendship but there is a point where you have friendships maybe you're not maybe you didn't even know what soul family was you know but you have that relationship and it serves you. And sometimes that relationship doesn't serve you anymore because the season is over. But then other times that you were evolving together and you guys start to That's integrate right. in different right. ways together. So it's like the people in your life, it takes a certain kind of person, but you guys can grow and deepen in different ways together. Or there has to be also boundaries around Releasing, like you said, that baseline of like, no, this is what I'm worth. This is what my standard of enoughness is. And if people, if my relationships fall under that and they're not willing to change and evolve with me, then I will have to, like, it's hard to do that with family, but, you know, loving at an arm's length away and creating those protective boundaries so that you can feel your most elevated self. Hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a perfect place to end, babe. Mm. Thank you endlessly for being here and sharing. The nourishment that is Chef Perla. <laughs> so because for you. you just you embody one of the highest vibrations of energy I'll ever meet in this life. And if anyone who is in your space, your field is lucky as hell. And I, oh, I love pray you, you always you. know that. And I pray that you just continue to elevate your own worth. And um I see a lot of big shifts and abundance flowing in for you this mm. year. So I'm so
1: grateful. I'm so grateful for you. I feel all that you said, I love you so much. All that you said, I reflect back to you in so many different ways. And where I'm at now is largely due to you also Mm. with the shifts that have happened in my own consciousness of to know what's possible and how abundance translates into more than just finances. It's a way of being, of being, believing that there is enough and how that Idea of what reality of that reality is what is going to help to move us forward as a culture and as a human race in the right direction. So That's I right. appreciate you so much. Thank you. Oh, I'm so grateful for you. Love best. Love best. Yes. There are no
0: words. The energy, I feel it. It's yeah. So me intense. Too. So great, <laughs> so
1: nourishment.
0: This is nourishment. Very good. People yeah. know they're yeah. like, "Love loves Carla." I'm like, "You don't yeah. even know." Perla loves love. Oh my gosh! Well, let people know what you're up to next, where they can connect with mm. you, okay. and anything you wanna share or plug. Anything okay. coming up?
1: Yeah, elevationeating.com. You plugged it earlier. Thank yep. you. Elevation Eating on yep. Instagram. I love connecting with people. That's my like superpower, strength. Yes, it is. And, like, yeah, it's just being able to connect. That was my other core value, by the way, is I had nourishment and then connection. So I love connecting people in my life, in my network, in my circle, and I love to connect. So if this is something that resonates with you, reach out to me on Instagram and let's connect on the Instagram universe.
0: Mm, Yes. And one thing I wanted to say before we jump that I totally forgot is you are a master connector because Mm. you have connected me to more of our soul Mm -hmm, family. mm -hmm. And for that, I am endlessly grateful. Mm -hmm. And so I just think like the more soul family you meet, to use your words, it becomes like a ripple. I mean, I have met probably 15 people through Mm -hmm. you that all feel like soul family and Mm -hmm. and how big of a role they play in my life or vice versa. Mm -hmm. It's all subjective, but they're all just, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's like that instant knowing. So thank you for everyone you have brought into my life. Sucha, yes. you yeah. know, I got to call Shout Sucha out. out.
1: Yes. Like
0: there are no words for Sucha. Yeah. And I just, I'm so grateful for everyone that you connected me with. Thank
1: you. Yeah. Good people should know more good people. And yeah. then we just all lift each other up and yeah. we just lift everyone up. And it's just this wave, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. So I'm That's a right. believer of that. And right. it's in my heart to connect more and more people. And I know to be that. Connected.
0: Throughout your life, you will be making some powerful connections between people that would have never otherwise met if mm. they didn't know you. So it is one of your superpowers. And I celebrate that. And we end this episode at 444. Thank you, angels. <laughs> yes.
1: I love you. Love Thank you, you. Thank you, you. Thank so you for being here. Gratitude.
0: Gratitude. Thank you so much for listening to House of Low today. I encourage you to keep going. Who you're becoming is on the horizon. And who you are today is a gift. Never lose sight that you are worthy of all that you deeply desire. Love, love.